Hello, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of Cryptic and Unhinged. I'm your host, Mary Kate Willis. I like am, never really know what volume this is supposed to be at because sometimes it's way too high and then sometimes it's way too low. I don't know if you've noticed, but we're in a new chair today if you're watching the actual video. But before we kind of get into what's going on in this episode, because it's a very, very special episode, I just want to remind you to follow my socials. My Instagram is MaryKate.Willis. My TikToks are MK9Unit. Mary Jane Not KV2 and Cryptic and Unhinged. And my YouTube is Mary Jane Not Kate. That's where this video is going to be up for this podcast. And my Snapchat is, ew, like I'm making a weird whistling noise and it just keeps picking up on the microphone. And my Snapchat is Mary Jane Not Kate. I don't know why I had to think about that for a sec. Anyways, hello. Welcome back to another episode. If you might have noticed, I'm a little bit coherent today. And that's because this. Why am I whistling in my mouth so much? Like, do I have to hold the microphone away? I don't, yeah, obviously I'm fucking agitated as hell. I'm taking a tea break. So this will be the first, probably only episode that I don't session because that's always going to be a thing for this, you know, like this is the thing. We'll kind of cover like what I mean by this because I've said a couple different terms for it, like getting sober, but for real, it's taking like a large break from it. And like, that's the ultimate goal is to stop. So we're just going to kind of break down everything that like is tea break. This is tea break talk. And I am honestly really excited. But also nervous. Like, I'm only in day one right now, and I'm already feeling super fucking agitated. Like, so angry for no reason. Like, everything is annoying me today. Everyone is annoying me today. And I think I kind of expected that to happen. Like, I don't mean to, like, say that. But what else was going to happen? You know, like, was I going to be fucking hunky-dory, like, all good in the hood? No, I'm pissed. Like, I don't I don't want to be not seshing right now. Like, that's, I'm miserable. But I think there's, like, a lot of factors into, like, why. But while we're on live, I'm literally, or live podcast, I don't even know what's going on right now. I'm going to order Diet Coke on DoorDash because maybe I should wait to do that. No, I really want it right now. That's my problem. So that has like been a whole, a whole issue for me. It's like, I feel like I'm having crazy oral fixation right now and I don't want to rip the fuck out of my vape. So I'm like trying to do that, but it's way easier said than done. Okay. I want Diet Coke. And I think that would help me. Like if I, I know it's swapping another for another, but that's like the most healthy swap that I can make right now. We're going to kind of talk about that too, because like when people do quit, they have a tendency to switch to another. You know what I'm saying? Oh fuck. They have like the 18 count at Target. Shit. Is that what I want? Loki? Yes. That is what I want. And then I'm trying to think of like other candies that are like, or gum. Like what the fuck do I get? What is going to make me... I was also thinking about getting a frozen pizza or something, but... Oh, Albertsons has the big one too. What the fuck? Oh, wait. It's actually... I think it's Albertsons that has the large... Yeah, let's see what else they got going on at Albertsons. Anyways, so that's like part of my problem right now is I feel icky. I also have strep. Yep. I said that. I fucking said that. I did not think that this was going to happen or be a part of the plan. Do I get like a frozen... Like, what do I... I kind of want soup because my throat kind of hurts. I'm getting a lot of job posting notifications and they all come at the same time every day, oddly enough, but I think it's the first time I've been coherent enough to notice it. Oh, you can get, oh my God, they have like Albertson's chicken noodle soup. Do I want that? Loki? Yes. Like Loki? Yeah. Social media specialist. What the fuck do they think I am? I should get crackers too, right? I kind of wanted ramen though. Like I don't really know cup of noodle. Cup o noodle. You like that? Do you guys eat that? Chicken noodle. Yeah, I like the ones with the peas in it. I'll take one of those. And corn. I think that has both of them. 
in it. I don't know. I don't remember. I got to Google that. Oh my God. I forgot I had class right now. I'm going to have to get a doctor's note. I literally completely forgot. I'm like, I feel like I have to do something right now. And I was supposed to be on live or not on live on stuff from MJ. What the fuck? What's going on today? Here, you want the hair tie? You can have it. Just take it. She's a big hair tie girly lately. I just got to get them away. Sorry. I'm like so derailed. We're five minutes in and I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. That's been my problem this week is I've been like very, I don't know. I think like the whole reason, like the motivation for wanting to stop in the first place is like the fact that I just like don't, I don't know. I don't really know what to do with myself like ever. She doesn't know that I threw it. Whatever, I'll give her a distraction. I like just don't know what to do with myself. And that's like one of my biggest fears and kind of why I'm taking a break from everything all at once because I know if I stop weed, which is like my most, it's my biggest crutch. You know what I'm saying? Like I could stop alcohol anytime I want. I could stop. Like what else do I do? I guess like sometimes shrooms. Every once in a while I do Molly. Like I'm not addicted to anything else. Like I am weed. So, and nicotine too. That's a big one. So I just like was trying to remove all of the distractions surrounding like what is going to eventually lead back down to that path. You know what I mean? Like I picked up chops. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but over quarantine, I had this crazy mental breakdown where I was like, yo, I should quit vaping. Like I can totally do it. I, I would just smoke. I'll just quit vaping. Because I also wasn't of legal age. And when I moved back to Connecticut for the pandemic, they had changed it. It had been 18 and they changed it to 21, which like most states are for nicotine. So I was like, kind of out of luck, except for my brother would buy it for me. There's just been like a lot of factors as to why I've been putting this off for so long, but I don't know if you guys have been following me for a while. That was something, I have a list of things I want to talk about, but I just was like, eh, I kind of want to go off the dome for this too. Now I can finally focus. So sorry. Like, nor- this is my thing is like, I normally am not focusing. Like I have my bowl and I take my bowl and it's a good distraction for when I lose track of my thoughts. But now it's like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on right now. Okay. So basically to go back to my list, because we love a good reference, what is a tea break? We should probably start there. That would have been wise, right? A tea break is also called a tolerance break. It's like a short name for it. And it's usually when people take a week off of weed or longer, a couple weeks, a month months, you know, and people take tea breaks for a lot of reasons. Like it's not just to reset your tolerance. Some people take them because they genuinely need it. Some people to, you know, pass a fucking piss test. Like everyone has their own reasons for why they take a tea break. I had never taken one before last year. So it was like a relatively new concept to me. People don't really take tea breaks where I'm from. They just go to rehab. So that's the issue. And everyone's going to trip me on that. But like, there's something so weird about where I came from that like normalizes addiction and coping with substances that I feel like a lot of other people my age didn't get to experience. I don't know if it's Connecticut, the Connecticut curse. From what I hear, it sounds like it's only my area that really, really struggled with like not only my area, but you know, like my county probably struggled a little bit more than others with like substances. I never even played like a fucking drinking game growing up. I came to college like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I only know how to play beer pong. Die wasn't a thing. King's Cup wasn't a thing. Rage Cage wasn't a thing. I didn't know about any of this shit. So it's like, I didn't drink for fun. I drank to get fucked up. You know, like, and that is a hard mindset to grow out of, I will say. And that's going to be like the overarching theme of today's episode is like, this is all a mindset. And someone even said that on my Instagram story today, I posted like a question poll and I was like, yo, Drop your best advice. Because I'm doing Monday to Friday, no weed. I honestly might do the whole week, like into Monday of next week and not drink this weekend. 
but I think I'm just going to play it by ear and see how I'm feeling because often this becomes like a very overwhelming task for me. And that becomes more of a reason to quit and to give up. It's like, I can't fucking do seven days. So again, with the mindset thing, I'm like rewriting it. I'm like sniffling so much right now. I'm sorry. I've been leaking out of everywhere today. My eyes are crying. I'm like sniffling. I'm about to get my fucking period. So you already know it's like a mess down there. But I'm late for my period. That's what's freaking me the fuck out. I really cannot do. Like that would spiral me. Like that finding out. <laughs> nope. I refuse. I don't claim. Knock on wood. Knock on fucking wood. So anyways, yeah, I honestly have decided to take one for a lot of reasons. I think there's, that's my next point is like, why am I taking one? First of all, I don't feel, the real kicker was like, it's not good for me. I don't feel good ever. Okay. I sleep really irregularly. I have horrible eating habits. I have a lot of anxiety and depression. And I kind of knew that it was making my anxiety worse specifically when I got into chops. And when you become a habitual user, like everyone always says, in terms of addiction, like my mom, I used to throw this back in her face all the time. She'd be like, weed is a gateway drug. And I'm like, but it isn't though. It's not addictive. And she's like, yeah, it's not chemically addictive, but it's habitually addictive. Like once you get in the routine of it, it's easy to snap out of. I cannot believe that weed is not addictive and they haven't been able to prove that because I feel like it totally is. Like, I think that's complete cap. I think you can definitely become dependent on weed and like become super used to it. Sorry if you also hear scratching around in the background, MJ's, you know, with the hair tie doing her thing. So I think that was part of the problem. I feel like shit. I'm coughing up like brown and black mucus. It's like all ash. It's disgusting. Every time I get sick and I'm sick frequently, I'm sick like once a month and it always comes straight from my throat. I get strep way more than the average person. What else? Like like there's a lot of reasons. It's made me really introverted. I'm an extrovert by nature. I'm an extrovert always and forever. And for whatever reason, it's just completely 180 that aspect of myself. Like I feel like I'm hermiting. I feel like I can't talk to people. I feel socially awkward and I do have diagnosed social anxiety, but that's different. You know what I mean? It's like I'm leaving the function to go take a bowl. And I like for some nights that's okay. But when you're doing it every single fucking weekend, like every time you go out, you're like looking forward to taking a bowl when you get home. The bowl went from being the thing that like saved me to the thing that spiraled me. Like now after I come home from a night out and take a bowl, I go fucking full force feral. And that doesn't really work either. And I just feel like I've been using it as a numbing agent. Like I was in therapy the other day. And my therapist was like, well, why do you think you're depressed? And a lot of people have been asking me that question. Like I've kind of been in a weird way recently where I don't know if it's like seasonal. I don't know if it's like old stuff is coming back up, like resurfacing. I wouldn't know because every time that I get any sort of icky feeling that I don't want to sit with, what do I do? I get high as fuck and I don't have to sit with it anymore. And that's my quick fix is like, I don't have to think about anything anymore if I just get baked. And that works. It's a temporary fix for a very fucking permanent problem. And it can only create more. And that's what it did for me. It's like, it just made so many more problems. I think my ED originally stemmed from it because everyone's like, oh, it helps me eat. It helps me eat. Not if you're taking chops, not if you're seshing fucking 25 times a day. And everyone's like, oh, do you smoke 25 times a day? Because I put 15 to 25 on my story. No, I'm sitting down to sesh. 15 to 25 times a day. So that means I could be smoking upward of like 30 bowls a day and I would not know. 50. I could be smoking 50 fucking bowls a day and I would not know. I do not count. I wasn't keeping track of my consumption. I was just kind of doing it, doing it whenever I felt like it. I didn't clean my piece. 
I didn't take care of myself. Like there's just all these things that have been happening. And am I saying that weed is the direct causation of it all? No, but I think this has been like the direct accumulation of problems and the ignoring and the dismissal of problems and the bottling of feelings that has led to the point where I am right now. And it's like, I don't take care of myself anymore. That was like the biggest thing is like, Yes, I can continue on mentally like this forever. Like everyone can just shut the fuck down. Their life is going to explode around them continuously, but you'll live. Like you're not going to die from that. You're not going to die from being habitually addicted to fucking weed. However, your body might start to give up on you. And that's what I was noticing. It's like I'm constantly exhausted. I'm constantly fatigued. I get really irritable, really easy, easily irritable. There's just a lot of stuff that I've just been kind of reflecting on the fact that like, damn, like this all definitely stems from weed. And I just you know, when you're waking up every day, you know, there's like that corny saying like, oh, it's you're the last thing I think about before I go to bed. And the first thing I think about in the morning, that was me with fucking weed. I don't think I've ever felt any sort of way towards anyone, anything besides the way that I feel towards weed. Like that has become such a staple for me. And I think I like normalized how much I was using because I used, I pulled the medicinal card. I was like, yeah, this is helping me. This is medicine. I'm going to take antidepressants. So It's like, girl, you don't take antidepressants, but this isn't working either. Like, this is having the same exact effect that your antidepressants had on you, whether anyone's ready to hear that or not. It's all the same. It's literally all the same. It's a temporary fix for a very permanent problem. Yes, it'll balance your brain for a little bit, but like, what do you do after that? What do you do when you don't know how to correct the behavior? What do you do when you can't sit with your fucking feelings? What do you do when you get so happy you can't laugh anymore? Never happy enough, you know, or so upset, but you can't cry. Never sad enough. I was in like a weird phase of limbo with myself for so long that I didn't even realize like, and then this was the other thing that's been a huge deal in the last year. If you've been following me for a while, I get explosive when I drink and this didn't always happen. It's definitely something that's new, but I created a safety blanket in the fact that I would get drunk. And that was the only time that I could feel comfortable to express myself emotionally was when I was drinking a fuck ton. And that's why I spiraled when I was drinking all the time. And that's why I was drinking every single day, all summer, all last year, all into December. Thank God I've gotten a little bit better with it. I did have like a little bit of a spiral slip up over spring break, but nothing nearly to the sorts of the missing persons incident of fucking November. So I'm happy for that at least, but I think there's still like a lot of healing for myself to go. And I knew that my just like almost anxiety and depression go hand in hand. My alcohol and my smoking habits were going hand in hand to help each other and create this super codependent relationship that I kind of developed for both of them. Like it was honestly a mess. It was honestly the biggest fucking mess that I've ever had to deal with in my life. And I, I knew it was accumulating. That's the worst part is like, you know, it's not normal. What the fuck is normal about waking up every morning and being like, nah, let me sedate myself for the rest of the day. Like, let me get so fucking mindlessly baked that I don't even think about my problems. I'm like salivating thinking about it right now. And people say you can't get addicted to it. I don't know if I believe all of that. So that's been like what's going on. But the real thing that sparked this whole thought process and like actually got me thinking about it was I'm scrolling on TikTok and I didn't even follow her at first. I just know of her. Suede Brooks posts this video, right? And she's talking about how she was the type of bitch that smoked through a pound every like month. Like she was smoking a fuck ton of weed and for the last eight years. And I was going to click away because I was like, fuck this confirmation bias. But then I was like, I kind of want to hear like what she has to say about quitting, how it's helped her maybe how it'll help me. And so I'm listening and I'm like, holy fuck, I've never heard of someone 
seshing or smoking or whatever the fuck as long as I did and now making the decision to quit, she listed every single thing that I've noticed in myself change as an adult that I don't like about myself. Like all these negative characteristics that I've been failing to realize were a root of a lot of my problems. Like these behaviors that have come with the jazz cabbage usage that I was like, you know, I wouldn't even bat a fucking eyelash at. I wouldn't even think twice about it. But then as she's starting to say, like, I can't leave the house. I have a ton of problems. It's literally sitting on my fucking bedside table. I didn't like drinking, so I would smoke more all the time. And then she talked about, like, how it fucked up her appetite, how her dreams have been crazy. And I was like, if suede can do it from going from, like, smoking a fucking pound, that's more than I do. I will say a pound a month is absolutely fucking absurd if y'all do that. Or, like, what did she even say? Like, a pound every three weeks? That's fucking crazy. I will never be that bad, I will say. But I think that's also partially because of the tobacco that I was putting in with it. That's what people don't realize too, is like a chop is so much fucking worse than a bowl. Like a bowl is one thing, yes, but a chop is worse because it has more of the addictive components in it by factoring in the fucking nicotine aspect of it all. So it's been like super challenging in that sense because This is something that like when I mentioned wanting to quit chops, I got a lot of outreach about people saying I've been doing it for well over a decade, which terrifies me because weed is already, you know, it's kind of addictive. You can get really codependent on it. And then nicotine is like fucking, it's like no other. So I was like, okay, well, how, how the fuck am I supposed to quit both of them? Like together they make good soup. They make great soup. Like I honestly would eat it every day of the week. And that was my whole kind of conundrum with that was I created the perfect storm for myself. Knowing that I already had problems with nicotine and starting chopping was the worst fucking decision I've ever done. Listen to me. If you're at home watching this right now and you ever think about taking a chop, don't fucking do it. Don't fucking do it. It is the most addictive combination I've ever had in my life. I've tried a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. Nothing has ever hit or stuck with me the way that a chop does. And so yeah, I just felt like shit. I feel like shit all the time. I want to feel better. I hate myself, to be quite honest. My self-esteem is ass in the shitter. And it's like, how do you fix that? By actually liking yourself for who you are when you're not fucked up. Like, I just have a lot of self-work to do. And I think that ultimately the substances gave my way of that. Like, it's just another fucking hurdle. Like, if I wanted to literally have this much mental damage, I would just get another boyfriend. Why am I going to waste time spending money on fucking drugs again? Like, I'm not I'm not doing that. So that, I keep trying to censor this. Like, I'm still on TikTok because, like, I just don't know how to talk normally anymore. I wonder if I do this in real life, too. I'm going to have to get my friend's opinion on that. Because, again, I wouldn't even, I don't even know who the fuck I am anymore, okay? Like, I used to be the type of bitch that read books for fun. I haven't read a book outside of school in probably six years. Maybe longer. Maybe longer. So, you know, that was like the whole eye-opening thing. And then I went to a pregame, right? I'm going out for the weekend. And I told myself, I'd talked to my management kind of just about everything that was going on with me mentally. And she was like, well, maybe we take a break. Maybe we take just like a step back from it, take a step away, reevaluate like what our relationship with this is. And I was like, yeah, because I took a tea break last year. And that was like the whole problem was like, I, I only did three days and I didn't, I didn't think I could do any longer. And I think I'll just kind of jump around this list because just kind of, I've did a little fucking out of order, but my tea break last year was only three days and I had just gotten out of a gnarly breakup and proceeded to go on like a month bender. It's probably like, probably like a two week bender. And I realized that like all I did with my ex was sit around, get high and 
that was it. Get drunk. We get fucked up all the time. And I was miserable in that relationship and I knew that and I didn't break up with him. And that really annoyed me that he dumped me because I was like, what the fuck? I was the one pissed. Like I was the unhappy one. How are you going to tell me that you were upset? I was fighting for this. Like, but that was the thing is like, I lived in my own silly little delusions. Like I was in such a state of derealization and I have been, I don't even know if I liked the guy to begin with, you know? And I think that's, you know, kind of going to come, we're going to talk about the whole male attention aspect of this all, because this plays into this too, more than you would think. And I think that's, you know, this is like kind of going into why the tea break worked so well last year. Like I remember being like, oh my God, this is so easy. Why have I never tried to do this before? Do you want to know what I was doing instead of smoking last year on my tea break? I drank every single day. I drank every day of it. And not just like light drinking, like I I probably drink like a fifth a day for three days. And that was part of the problem is like, it's, if I won't get it somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll get it from another. And this goes and plays into the addictive personality of it all. And I kind of made a TikTok about this is that it's so much fucking harder to quit something if you have the addiction gene. Like I personally think that, you know, I've put down nicotine in the past. It, it was hard. I had to get nicotine patches, constant oral fixation, like all this gum, all this hard candy. I just like, honestly, it was, it was a mindset thing. It's like largely a mindset thing, but for people with, you know, I was saying that people with addiction genes, it's not just a mindset thing. It's like a chemically addictive thing. Like it's not just, Oh, I, you know, like need to tell myself that I can get over it and quit this. It's like, they are going to experience way worse physical and mental and psychological withdrawals than a person who does not have the addiction gene ever would. Like when I went to a pregame and all my friends were talking about quitting recently, like I, I was going to mention that all of them were talking about seeing Swade's video and like how they're all going to take a step back from it. And I'm totally supportive of them. But then my roommate kind of brought up how MK, they have not been seshing nearly as long as us, nearly as much as us. And they, they they don't get it. They don't have the addiction gene. They're going to be able to put it down and it's going to be hard to see that. And I had to remind her that like, she has to remind herself, you cannot compare yourself to other people. And like when people are going to be bragging about how quickly they could just drop it, all you can really do is be supportive for them. You know what I mean? And expect, or at least, you know, hope that they give that same energy in return when you're really struggling because it's, it is different. It's different for everyone and everyone's body processes it differently, I will say. But I think, I don't know, I I feel like women have a higher propensity to get dependent on it. Like, I think, I think it's interesting, like how high tolerance I've seen women be and how low tolerance I've seen men be. And I feel like I know more women that smoke at this point in my life than I do men, at least habitually in that sense. God, I'm starting to get a sore throat again. All I've been doing is vaping. Like I didn't even smoke a cig today. I almost did, but I was like, my throat hurts so bad because of strep. But yeah, that's been like part of the problem is I know that I'll swap it for something else. And that's the addictive mindset is like, oh, well, I'm not smoking. Let's drink. I'm not drinking. Let's smoke. I'm not doing either. Let's hit up some random guy on Hinge to come over that I've never met before. Let's go shopping. Let's spend all of our money. Let's binge eat. Let's not eat. Like there's so many, let's go on my phone all fucking day. There's so many ways in which that you can like quite literally trade addictions. Like it happens. And I think even like sex, intimacy, relationships, like there is just so many different kinds of getting addicted to things and substances and all these different things you would never think. So I'm trying to switch it to like, and this guy, I will say, I 
I'm messaging one guy that I matched with before I decided to even do this. And he was kind of saying to me that you want to trade it for healthier addictions. Like I, I want to be addicted to like exercising. You know what I mean? Like I wish I was that type of bitch. And maybe if I was addicted to shopping, I would be hustling that much harder just to make the money to spend it. But that would be so much less rewarding. I just have, a. I think that's really common with a lot of people who struggle with addiction or have the addiction gene in their family or in their blood pool at all. You struggle with impulse control, especially being in your twenties. Like my prefrontal cortex has not developed yet. I don't know about you. And I don't like, how are you supposed to, how would you possibly rush that shit? You know what I mean? Like you can't, it's just not a thing. So I don't know. I think that I just have to kind of keep the faith in myself, which, you know, easier said than done, especially with my fucking low self-esteem problems. Like, hello. Oh my God, he's on his way. But yeah, so IT break last year was definitely different. I mean, it did reset my tolerance. Don't get me wrong. And I do recommend starting small because it can be a very daunting task to go from smoking like every minute of every day into just going completely cold turkey. And that's why I'm doing the tea break is because I'm not I'm not trying to quit fully right now. I think that that's the end goal, but I think by doing that and I'm just going to increase my ability for relapse and for me to be like, fuck it, I'm done. So I ideally want to get to only using it at night and then only weekends and then hopefully not at all or just whenever I need it as needed because that's the way that you truly use it medicinally is like when you've already felt your feelings and you feel gross about yourself and you're like, all right, well, now I can just have a little treat. And I think that's what I want to view it as is a treat rather than like my life source because that's what it's become. It's like, how do I wake up every day and not crave it? How do I wake up every day and not want to fucking inflate my lungs with this goddamn fucking chop air? Like it literally smells like shit. I was dumping out my chop piece today and I was like, this is gross. And that's the hard part. It's like, I know it's gross. I know I feel gross. I know I want to stop. It's taking the action to actually stop. And what my therapist and kind of people have said around me that I think has also been really eye-opening is the fact that like quitting is not just like a one and done thing. You have to wake up every day and decide that you want to stop and that you're going to do everything within your power to stop. And I think that's like part of it too is like if you're taking a tea break and you know that you're not going to last, don't be hard on yourself when you don't, you know? Like that's just how you're going to keep a better mindset about eventually stopping is saying like it happens. Relapsing is a part of recovery and a part of stopping. And all you can do is really just like pack it up, move along. You know what I'm saying? So God, what else is going on? I think that like part of it too, like the hesitation with stopping is that I'm fucking terrified. Like I'm honestly scared because I, one of my things I learn about in therapy often is my self-fulfilled prophecy and everyone has one is that I'm too much. I'm emotionally overwhelming. I'm emotionally overbearing. People don't want to be around me because of how emotionally reactive I am. And that was the sort of mindset that led down the weed smoking path. Like I'll never forget when I started smoking habitually, this guy that I went to school with who was like a year older than me, I always partied with him, pulled me aside and was like, you are so different now that you session. I was like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, you're just so much like more calm. And that rung true to me for so long. Like that became another one of my self-fulfilled prophecies is like, no one's going to want to be around me if I'm not high as fuck, if I'm not subduing myself in some way, because I'm too much. I'm like, honestly, like, and it's easy to just say, oh, like, well, they're not enough. Yeah, sure. But like, you can't just break out of that thought pattern, especially when my own parents have told me it. Like I grew up early, early memories of my mom being like, 
you're just a lot more sensitive than everyone else, MK. I was always crying way more. I was always way more fucking upset over nothing. My siblings were the type that like coped with humor. I was the type that like literally had World War III going on in my head, my bedroom, and my life. And I feel like my mom kind of pushed me into the corner of thinking that I was too much. And then even my dad, like this is a really good story about my dad making me feel like I'm too much. My dad was not really a words man. He's not good at saying it. But the way that he would walk away whenever I would start to get upset, like the ugh. And he'd throw a hand in my direction and scoff and just like sulk away. And then one time in particular that I brought up to him and he says, he doesn't remember it. I don't remember doing that. But we were in the car coming home from my horseback riding lesson because he used to take me to them all the time before he tried to hook up with my trainer. Ruined that for me too. Shout out Tom Willis. And when I was coming home from it, I was really upset because I don't know if I had like a bad lesson that day or what was going on, but this was, I was very young. And so I'm crying because I think we'd also got into a fight and he rolls down the windows, freezing cold outside, by the way, winter in Connecticut, rolls down the windows fully and turns up the volume fully. Even my ex-boyfriends, like I, one time my ex-boyfriend drove me home, was not mad at me, was not upset. I went to go talk to him on like the drive back to my house. He turned, same thing, turned the volume all the way up, rolled the windows down so I couldn't speak. So it's just like, I've been made to feel many times in my life. Like that's just instances I can recall off the top of my fucking head. Who knows what I've suppressed in the last couple of years, shit that people have said to me that I've just let roll off my back because I'm too fucking high to even notice, like, or too drunk. It's not something that I really want for myself anymore. Like, I don't want to think that I'm like that because I'm not. Like I, yes, I am definitely reactive, but it's not too much. There's no such thing as too much emotion. There's no such thing. People might say that there is, but that's only because that's what society has told you over the years is like, yeah, yeah, you're too much. Keep on keeping on, shove it down, keep your head up, keep going. But it's like, no, there is so much importance in stopping and feeling and thinking and contemplating and discovering and uncovering. Like there's so much that I kind of neglected in myself and opportunities that I could have taken to know myself better and to be there for myself that I gave up on so easily because I was fucking high. Like I just would rather take a bowl and not think about it. And it's disappointing that I've like come this far in my life and not ever wanted to stop before. And I think that just kind of drives the whole addict point home of like, yeah, it's not fucking normal. My diet coach just got here and I kind of want to go get one and I kind of want to let MJ out. So give me two seconds. I'm not going to lie. This made me a little emo getting this, but everyone has been recommending that I get a fun beverage and I drink it through a straw. Diet Coke is my favorite. I used to buy a pack of Diet Coke, God, like every day. (laughs) Well, not like a pack, but I would have three a day. Three a day every day for probably like two years, I want to say. I was very addicted to Diet Coke. And when I took my tea break last year, that was one of the things I gave up during my tea break was the fact that like I cannot be addicted to this many things. Like I got to swap one. So I'd given up on Diet Coke, but I do think that this is going to be perfect for right now. And it's going to help with, I'm not really hungry as like my issue. That's why I got soup too. Like also because I'm sick. Oh my God, that's delicious. Mm. God, I fucking love Diet Coke. Nothing hits the throat like that. And this might be good because that's what chops do for me. Like they they burn my throat a little bit. And so hopefully this will be like a good, I almost just threw up a little bit, good trade-off. I don't even remember what I was talking about before this. But yeah, I think I'm like super scared 
I think I was like most scared of God. I don't even know, like drinking more. Like I think that's always terrifying to me. And I don't. I just, oh, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it again. But I also feel like I should focus on a more positive perspective by saying that there are also things that I'm super looking forward to. MJ being an absolute menace right now. Absolute menace wants like insisting to get up on my desk and then climb into the Monstera pot. Like I'm not fucking born yesterday, bitch. Anyways, that's been really, MJ's in like her toddler era. And I think that's also how I coped with that is like how I was getting. I didn't even notice her fucking running around all the time. It is so annoying when you're trying to focus. Holy shit. And she's just like not stop ever, ever nonstop trying to break out of windows, trying to jump in windows, trying to jump in plants, trying to pee in both my roommate's room, trying to pee outside, trying to chase lizards when I bring her out. She can never stay on the fucking leash. She doesn't understand it. I'm trying to get her to understand it. She's not. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's just been like, it's been like a combination of all of these different little things that have happened in the last year that have just led to where we are right now. And I don't, I keep going in fucking loopholes about like where this is supposed to, this is harder than I thought without weed. Like I thought this was going to be easier. It's so much fucking easier with weed because it's like, I'm just going off the dome, like having a conversation. Now I feel like pressure. Like I feel like anxious. I have performance anxiety, bitch. Like what is going on? So I think there's like kind of expectations for what's going to be different. Like what's going to improve kind of in the next week. I think, first of all, I'm expecting out. Stop. I'm expecting outbursts. I'm expecting to be upset. I'm expecting there to be just like, you know, I don't know. I'm expecting there to be backlash, consequences to my actions. Like, obviously, I knew this was going to happen. It's not going to be easy when you get so involved in something like this. Like, I already woke up this morning and I was like, I don't even know like when to start putting my makeup on because I guide my whole day of like how I'm going to take a chop. So I think my routine is going to change a lot. I also think that. You know, I think towards the end of the week, I'm going to realize like it was kind of worth it. Like I'm going to end up starting to feel better towards the end of the five days. So I might even want to extend it to seven days, but we'll see. I did say that about last tea break and I did not end up extending it at all. So it could go either way. I also think that like, God bless anyone with more than one cat because I just had to barricade my desk off because she's literally going to jump over my chair to get to the top of it. Yesterday, I watched her try to jump up to the highest window in my bathroom, which is just not reachable by cat, even if you wanted to. And it was, it was overwhelming. She knocked everything down in the process. I didn't think she was going to do it. Like it, it's such a small window and there's so much shit on it. I was like, there's no fucking way she did. She did. So what I expect to be different is overall, I Loki, like while I'm seeming super fucking impatient right now, I think that's something that will increase with time. Like I will grow more patient the longer that I step away from it because I'm increasing my own patience just by doing this, like making myself wait to take another rip for fucking five to seven days, like it checks out. So yeah, that was like, honestly, a large takeaway was the fact that I am hoping that my anger gets better. Like I'm the type of person who turns out a dime, like snaps. I also low-key like thinking that improving my relationship with weed is going to improve my relationship with alcohol, like indirectly, because I think I got into the fuck it mindset by smoking weed, first of all. Like, I think I'm going to care a lot more and be a lot more anxious, which is, like, expected. But I think it's going to make me a little bit more socially fucking aware because I've checked out for so long. Like, I've been derealizing. I, for years, have told myself that 
I don't care and I can just get high and get over it and I can just get baked and nothing will matter. I'm not going to care what anyone thinks. And that worked. Fix it, you make it. But I think I almost need to like subject myself to public opinion and like feel shame for once because I get so fucking hung up on the fact that I have social anxiety and I justify it by smoking weed. Fun fact, if you have social anxiety, there is a fucking slim chance that weed is making your social anxiety better. Okay. A lot of my friends can't even smoke like socially. That's not a thing. Okay. It's it's mostly like an introvert sport. All right. And I was using it to the point where like that didn't even fucking phase me. I could get faded and go run errands. Like I used to go to Target with red eyes when I lived back in Connecticut. And yes, it was illegal there at the time. So that could have, you know, added to the, that could have added to the angst about it. Well, obviously my tolerance is going to increase. That'll be great. Or decrease. Decrease. And I'll be able to smoke a lot less and still get violently faded. I also am kind of hoping, because this is what I tried to do last tea break, but I think it didn't work because I was still smoking fucking cigarettes, was I tried to switch over from chops to green bowls when I was, like right after the tea break, I went straight to green bowls and it, it did not work. It worked for like the first week, but I went straight back to chops after. And I think by, you know, when I do end this, whether it's Friday or, well, technically it would be a Saturday. So whether it's Saturday or whether it's Monday, like I think when I do start again, moderation is so key. And by taking a chop only at night, like it might be better if I'm going to start smoking again pretty regularly. But my goal is to like only be at three bowls a day. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like five. Because that is a significant, significant decrease compared to before. And I think that's ultimately what the tea break is, is I I don't know how to cut back. Like, I don't know how to stop. I've dug this hole so deep for myself that it just seems to keep snowballing and snowballing. And every effort I've made in the past to try to control it, to try to contain it, to try to stop it has just made things worse. In that area, in other areas, I've become severely depressed, severely anxious. You guys, I can't even leave my house unless I know I'm getting fucked up anymore. Like, I don't do things during the day for fun. I went to the beach the other day. I went to the beach yesterday with my friends, and it was a good day. But it's like everything that they were saying rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know why. Because I was not around fucking herb. Like, I don't know how to keep myself calm. So that's really cool. I'm hoping to learn healthier coping mechanisms in this process of, like, maybe relying heavily on breathing, mindfulness, journaling. I haven't even journaled today. probably should be journaling every day of this week. And I really want to start doing like yoga, yoga or like Pilates. I think that'd be a nice little warm up to starting to exercise again and like walks. I'm excited to take walks. I'm excited to be able to walk up a flight of stairs at the end of this week. I'm probably going to post a video of me doing it because without getting winded, like I probably, I probably still will life asthma. But I think overall my greatest excitement is feeling like myself again, because I think for a long time I lost myself in the jazz cabbage. Some people get lost in the sauce. I got lost in everything. Like I just started partying so hard. Not even last year. I've been partying since I was a kid. And you normally hear people my age being like, well, I partied young. I got it all out early. I have not stopped. I have not stopped for a minute to pause, to reflect, to be like, this is not normal. And like, this is only creating more problems than it's solving. My friend back home always has this saying, we drink to create problems, not to solve them. And I feel like I've been smoking to to solve problems and not create them, you know? I just think, actually both, if we're being so fucking thrilled. I think there's just been like a lot 
of realizations within the last year about how this has been affecting my mental health and my physical health. And I think it's going to get worse too. That's one of my expectations. The withdrawals are going to be bad. And I almost debated putting on a nicotine patch, but I shouldn't have withdrawals. That's a mindset thing that I'm telling myself because of I'm vaping still. That's the one thing I'm still doing. I don't know if I mentioned that yet. I'm still ripping skeeb because I feel like it's going to help me with the oral fixation part. Another excuse to keep using it. Yes, I know. I'm aware. But at the same time, it's been the hardest one that I've tried to quit before where I've had the least success and picked up the most bad habits afterward. So I would say that that'll be the last to go, but I do eventually want to quit vaping for sure. For sure. I want to quit vaping. Holy fuck. I hate it. I think the only thing that really sucks about that is people my age do it so much still. Like everyone I know has a vape still and they're banned in California. Yeah. Every motherfucker is still out here buying them from someone under the table. Sorry. I was just checking my text. Yeah. I'm just like excited. A lot of people from home have been really supportive too. I will say that. I've gotten, so that's the thing. I guess more people than home or at home have quit than I've thought. What the fuck? Why was that like gibber? I'm seriously brain is like deficient right now. Deficiency? I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I've had a lot of messages from people that I knew in high school that have been reaching out about their own experience quitting weed, particularly men. And they've been really giving me some helpful tips. So that's super exciting. I'm also really excited to apply to jobs and stuff now because that was something that held me back was the fact that they might require a drug test. Even though it is California, like a lot of places are like federally owned and what applies to federal does not apply to the state level. So, you know, I've had friends who've had to stop smoking for piss tests before and I just like wouldn't do that. All right, we're going to take three deep breaths together right now because I'm like about to start throwing shit. I'm not kidding. Or I'm going to cry. Oh my God. I'm already going through the seven stages of grief and it's the first fucking day. I'm sweating like a whore in fucking church. I don't know what to do with myself. I feel like shit. How am I going to sleep tonight? Oh, I literally can't. I literally, I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I really want to throw a car at a bitch. I'm not kidding. And it's my fucking cat. I'm just annoyed with everyone. Like, honestly, even the guy that I was texting, the one singular fucking guy that I was texting off a fucking dating app was pissing me off because, okay, I hate random rat off fucking sidebar. I hate when men, when they're trying to like flirt with you, insinuate that your friends are attractive and like say that your friends are attractive. I know my friends are hot. Okay. It's no fucking news to me, but what really annoys me is when they insinuate that we should all hook up. That is not what I want. I'm a serial monogamist. Believe it or not, believe it the fuck or not. Ripley's, Ridley's, what the fuck is it? Believe it or not, bitch, I do not like to do that. I love attention. I don't want it on anyone else. If you want to give it to someone else, go ahead. Also, I think it was triggering for me because my ex used to say that. My ex would talk about how hot my friends were and would never compliment me. (laughs) Never. And what ended up happening? You might be wondering. He fucked my friends. So it's like, also, this is part of the thing too. I don't know if I said this, but I deleted my dating apps because if I won't go to alcohol and I'll have alcohol to drink, I will invite a guy over, go on a date with a guy, or possibly even get a boyfriend by accident. (laughs) 
I'm so congested right now. And I think that that's been a really bad habit too, as I've been noticing. And I think this also ties in with the drinking and the smoking. Cause when do you think guys are coming over when I'm fucked up? Not during the day. I did have a guy try to sneaky link with me today at 10 AM and I had to tell him that I'm stopping to better myself. And he's like, I just want to play. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, I'm not going to enjoy it. It's like, really? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm sad. So he fucked off. I told him to text me in a month. I might be better, but who knows? Okay. Healing is not linear. I need to like snort back whatever the fuck is in my nose right now. Cause this is disgusting. This happens every time I go live, not live. What am I doing right now? This happens every time I film a podcast, I get so fucking congested. I don't, is it the fucking cat? I just did touch her because she was not stopping. So She's been pissing me off. But yeah, I deleted all my dating apps, which is crazy because like it sounds like nothing. Like it's, oh, it's deleting an app from a phone. That's a big deal for me. I have not deleted my dating apps and like officially not used any of them. Like I I even deleted Bumble. I don't even use Bumble. I just have it there for safety, for drunk purposes, for drunk backup plans. And because I've run out of Hinge and Tinder likes before. I don't pay. The fuck do I look like? You think I pay for dating apps? God, I am a miserable piece of shit, fucking bottom feeder, but I'm not that bad. So I delete all my apps. That's kind of been a realization of today. That and my guy friends were calling me a whore all of yesterday and just making the most misogynistic, awful jokes. And like, you guys just wait. I'm coming back for that. I want to let you guys know everything that everyone says about you now that I'm on my tea break. I, I'm not going to lie for the next week. I might be using this as my excuse to be a worse person for a little bit because it's going to happen. Like there's a fucking saying it gets worse before it gets better for a reason. And then like kind of one of the things I put down was like, am I going to quit fully? And I kind of went over this already, but I just don't think it's going to happen immediately. I think eventually, yes, I'm hundred percent believe in myself that I could get to a point where I don't need to use weed at all. But I do think I might consider getting back on antidepressants just for like a mood stabilizer aspect of it. I get really bad panic attacks. I don't know if I said that. And that's where the anger comes from and the crying and the emotionalness. Everyone always said, you're so sensitive. No, bitch. I got diagnosed fucking anxiety and you're putting me in a fucking corner right now. Back up. Get the fuck away. So hopefully, yeah, I probably could use a little sedative maybe. That's what I used to take. I used to take gnarly sedatives when I like wasn't really smoking as much. And then I didn't like the medication, how it made me feel. So I started smoking more and it did help. Again, temporary solution to a very fucking permanent problem. I'm going to be in therapy for the rest of my life. Might as well start learning how to healthily cope early on. So this doesn't come to bite me in the ass when I'm 50 fucking years old. And I'm like, why am I so fucked up? Why is my marriage falling apart? Or why do I not have friends? Or why do I feel unfulfilled? Could be as simple as that. It's because you never fucking got help and you needed it and bottled for your whole life. And I can take the high and mighty route for as long as I want because I'm in therapy and like that worked for me. But at the end of the day, my actions do not back up my character. And that's ultimately what I feel disappointed about. So I think that that is kind of how I'm feeling about quitting fully. Yeah, I think eventually we'll get there. I just think it's going to be a bit of a process if we're being completely honest. Because I said I've... I've been quitting in the past and it's only made me feel more guilty when I am not able to do it. So I'm just going to hold myself accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't got to tell the internet fucking everything. So a lot of today has been, I kind of wanted to give like a today update, has been extremely playing on my emotional, taxing on my emotional triggers and just things that are bothering me. Like I even just said in a TikTok, I don't think I was aware of how much shit I put up with. Like I get so 
pissed off so easily about stuff that people say. But then I'm like, anyone in their right mind reading this fucking comment? Like, my friends do not make TikToks, right? And every once in a while, their TikToks will get to their For You page and they'll get a really mean, specific hate comment. And I'm like, listening to them go on and on and on about this one fucking hate comment. And I'm like, damn, yeah, that really sucks. Not even thinking that... I have gotten hate pages. I don't get hate comments. I have people putting me in specific categories of what fucking personality disorder they think that I have. No, I'm sorry. Like, no, I next time (laughs) I'm going to have no sympathy for fucking anyone this week, but I'm going to be really pissed when no one gets it to me. I'm just going to say that right now. I just think that like, I've honestly, I have turned off my comments. I've been filtering all of them. So now only the, (laughs) the comments only go through when I approve them, which I think is a lot better because it kind of not only puts the power back in my hands, but it allows me to choose how I react to a situation emotionally. Like, I don't know. It kind of makes me feel like I'm in control some way of what they're thinking. I don't know why I haven't done that sooner. I honestly should probably do it for more of my videos because I've just been blocking people left and right. I love blocking people. I think that's going to happen a lot this week too. I'm worried that I might also have realizations that I don't actually like some of the people I hang out with. That's what's really fucking freaking me out is like, what if the fog lifts and I don't hate myself? I just hate everything. Like that's, I don't, I think that's what I've convinced myself in my head. I'm already catastrophizing. If you don't know what that is, it's my love language. It's when I take an idea and run with it so far down the rabbit hole that like it could, it's so far from the realm of possibility, but it's never zero. The chances are never fucking zero. I'm worried about that 0.1% of the time that some catastrophic event is going to happen and everything is going to fall to shit because I'm not going to lie. One in four times for me, it probably does. Like this is just doomsday prep at this point. I'm already thinking about my ex. I wrote that down. (laughs) That was hard. I wake up this morning and I want a bowl and I'm like, no, it'll be good. We're going to have a lot of realizations today. It's going to be great. I'm like trying to talk myself into a positive mindset. Nope. I literally start thinking about all of this shit I didn't remember. And then I look up, ugh. Uh, uh, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I wanted. Did I know it was going to come with it? Be part of the territory? Probably. Like, could have guessed. I could have guessed that this would happen. Also, another thing that I wrote down was like wild dreams. Dream journal. I need to get one. I need to keep something by my bed where I can write it down because for those of you who don't know, people who smoke weed specifically heavily and habitually don't really dream. I very rarely have dreams. And when I do, they're very significant. Like I will write them down because I, I remember them and they, they don't seem like dreams. Cause I remember what it used to be like when I used to have dreams, but these are like, God, they're like, it feels like real life. Like I often wake up questioning, like, did this just fucking happen or did it not? What was my dream the other day? Oh my God, I had this crazy one. It's always like my enemies hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, it's always something really freaky. Like an enemy and an ex-boyfriend. It's like my internal, like darkest fears projecting themselves into like a physical image. But what I was going to say, super embarrassing, like the CIA should not be able to waterboard this out of me, but you guys know me. I have no internet shame. God, my digital footprint, it just keeps getting longer. I, last year when I took a sea break for three days, I had, God, what happened? Oh, I had a very, very vivid dream, right? And everyone's like, you're gonna have crazy dreams. You're gonna have crazy dreams. The one dream that I had that extended weekend was about my professor, a wet dream, a wet dream about my professor. I never have those. First of all, very, I don't, I don't, I cannot recall a time that I've had a dream about having sex with someone that though 
It was bad because I only was taking one class. It was my winter semester. That's only like a month. So it's like a three hour class every day. And I couldn't look at him after that. I literally could not look him in the eyes because it was just like, I actually, he's hot. Don't get me wrong. He was a very attractive professor. He would come in from like surfing still wet. Like no wonder why I had that dream. (laughs) I was newly broken up with and too scared to like, the first guy that you fuck after hooking up with someone or after dating someone for a while is really scary. I was about to say, I think I waited a while, but I didn't bitch the night I don't know, it might have been the night of my breakup, possibly even the day after I hooked up with someone else. But yeah, this was like shortly after my breakup. And that was the first dream that I had. And I woke up laughing so fucking hard because I was like, what the fuck? Like, am I picking up on some vibe that like I didn't even know about before? So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm excited for some silly dreams. I think that will kind of be part of making it all worth it. I'm trying to take a glass half full perspective here, homies. Cause like the more that I actually think about this, I'm like, I fucking hate this idea. Like this sucks. I also had a lot of people questioning my decision to take a tea break. And that's honestly, I expected a little bit of backlash. Cause whenever you see a video about someone quitting weed on TikTok, everyone's like, no heart. And with Swade's video, she got really positive feedback and I've gotten really positive feedback. But, you know, in the past when I've done them, all I got were negative, like, you're always sick, which is why I'm quitting. I don't know why you would comment that. Like, what? You just kind of backed up my own argument. Another person's like, that's the point. I don't know who I am. I don't want to know who I am. Girl, get help. Get fucking help. A lot of people are like, I like being numb. It's a medicine for me. Shut the fuck up. I'm sure it works differently for everyone. But if you're about to be out here justifying the fact that like I'm saying I'm having a problem with weed, if you're going to justify me using it, I am not you. You're not me. You're watching 60 seconds of my life behind a screen. How are you going to be out here commenting? Like, you know, my routine, my schedule, how I work, the inner workings of my brain, my thought processes, my sleep schedules, my eating schedules, my fucking routines. You know nothing about me. Bitches who were commenting didn't even fucking follow me. Like, not me. Stay safe, though. Keep scrolling, bitch. Like, are you that fucking miserable? Also, anyone literally anyone who judges you for trying to like change your lifestyle in that way, like to cut back on substances or partying, anyone who meets you with any sort of like, well, why would you do that? Probably needs help more than you do. Probably needs help more than you do. They'll never admit it because again, that high horse, it's pretty fucking high. It's a long jump down and a humbling one at that. And a lot of people aren't ready for it. I wasn't fucking ready for it. Obviously there's not, there's a reason I haven't taken one sooner I was like, I do it to numb myself. Why the fuck do you think I was doing it? No sane, happy, normal person wakes up every day and seshes immediately first thing before I'd even piss. I could have to literally piss my pants. I'd probably piss my pants while I was taking a rip. I wouldn't give a fuck. That's what's so awful about it. It's like I literally started to prioritize weed over my own health. What does that say about me? And then my last comment was that, Some people do use weed healthfully, and I think that that it can be acknowledged, okay? Like, there are people who rarely ever smoke, and they use it like a drink, like a little dessert, like a treat. You wait till the end of your day to smoke, maybe. Even then, I think that can still get pretty toxic if you just are like, you know, only waiting. That's your only incentive to get through your day. It's a nice reward, but it's not like that should, you know, I I get it. I get it. 
But I, I don't think that's the healthiest. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a lot of, there's more ways in which it can be used unhealthily than healthily. And that's my argument for that is like, I don't doubt that it helps people, but the people that it's helping is like Parkinson's grandpas and grandmas with dementia. You know what I'm saying? Or like fucking rheumatoid arthritis. It's not helping your fucking 20 year old ass that doesn't know why you act or emotionally react the way that you do. And you don't know yourself and you don't know why your self esteem is so low and you don't know why you constantly are questioning every single move you make. You're so unsure of yourself. A bold is not going to fucking fix that. Okay. That's all I was trying to say by my TikToks. And people just thought of it like I'm trying to force everyone to quit. I'm trying to inspire others who have been leaning on it as a crutch for so long to show them that like I told myself for years, I can't fucking do it. It's a mindset thing. I've tried to stop saying I can't in the last year. And I think it's been like, I've been rewriting my self-talk super hard this year. And I've definitely seen progress in myself. Like, it's little. It's not like a big fucking stride, but it's a step. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just have to appreciate the little things. And that's going to be a big focus of this is like doing that. And everyone's like, stay busy, stay busy, stay busy. Yes, I agree with that to an extent. Like, I wouldn't want to be in a place where I have the opportunity to use it at all times. But at the same time, staying busy and distracting myself in other ways is still a distraction. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I really have to sit here for a few days and just let myself go through the motions and the withdrawals and let it happen and then go from there. You know what I'm like? There's a reason why I'm not drinking too, because right now I'd probably have a beer or like a twisted tea or something, you know, I don't even want one. Like that just sounded so unappealing to me, but it's like, it's the sensation. I don't want to be myself. And I think that's, that's my goal for this week is to find parts of myself that I really fucking love that are worth being coherent for and things in my life that are worth being coherent. Do you know how many people do not have the opportunities that I do right now to do this? Like, it makes me feel selfish too. Is like, I think I take a lot for granted and I'm just so, I'm so caught up in the weed and the high and chasing my next high that I can't even focus on the what's going on now and the high that I'm currently living. Like this life is crazy that I live. And I think that the craziness will come. I don't really have to seek it out. Shit like that just comes to me anyways. So I just got to keep reminding myself that I think affirmations and mantras are going to be and meditation and journaling, all of the above are going to be my best friends this week. But yeah, that's all I really have for this episode. I just want to say thank you for listening. I know this was probably a fucking shit show. I've never recorded an episode without it before. So definitely eye opening, but I love all of you and I thank you for tuning in and I hope you have a great day and I hope that I inspired at least one of you to Think about your choices and the way that you live your life and the way that you have this perspective on just everything. Because I think everything is such a conscious choice, whether you realize it or not. Like you make so many of your own decisions and you also make so many of your own messes. I just think that's an important takeaway. But yeah, as always, make sure that you follow my socials. My TikTok is mk9unit. My Instagram is marykate.willis. My other TikToks are Mary Jane Not Kate V2 and Cryptic and Unhinged. Almost forgot about those. Did I already say YouTube, Mary Jane Not Kate, where this video will be up if you want to watch the visual elements of it. I know I'm a visual learner myself. And my Snapchat is Mary Jane Not Kate. It's me Monday as I'm filming this right now. I don't know when the fuck this will go up, but hoping for sooner rather than later. Anyways, as always, love you. Can't wait to talk next time. Can't wait to give you the update on how the fuck this goes. Maybe I should like get high for the first time again on this podcast that would be so fun we're definitely gonna do it okay well love you very much kisses and yeah be well